Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, September the 26th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about work-life balance, whatever that means. We'll go deep down the rabbit hole uh, on my view, Heather's view, our view together, and some tactical tips to hopefully make your life even more badass than it already is. But before we jump into the episode, just a handful of reminders. One, our intermittent fasting for fat loss program is kicking off here in six days and about seven hours. The link is in my Instagram bio. The site is jeremyscuffinness.com slash intermittent-fasting. Again, obviously it's 28 days. We talk you guys through multiple fasting protocols, finding what works best for you. Uh, obviously, the workouts come. We're going to melt your face off in the safest way possible. We coach you guys uh, every step of the way. We answer all your questions. It can be done 100% online. doesn't matter where you're at. As long as you have internet access, you are good to go. So the program will start on October the 4th, but we close registration on October the 2nd, sometime on that Saturday. So if you're interested, uh, check out the site of my IG bio or jeremyscottfitness.com slash intermittent-fasting. You guys, six days left to grab a spot. And if you want a little podcast discount code, I'm happy to hook you guys up if that makes your life just a little bit easier. And this podcast is brought to you by, you already know, my homies at Athletic Greens. The site, athleticgreens.com slash jeremyscott will get you guys a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. If you are tired of taking 14 different pills, this would be kind of your one supplement that you take each day that can eliminate almost everything else I would suggest for you to take. There's other things you could add for sure if you have the money and resources, but most of them you probably don't need if you guys can take this. Obviously, we all struggle with eating enough vegetables, myself included. This powder, as basic as it is, has 75 whole food ingredients with probiotics and digestive enzymes. You're talking like the antioxidant equivalent of drinking 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies per day. And let's be real, we've all drank much, much worse things, probably in college, and if you're like me, even probably a couple of years afterwards. So if you're interested, the site, athleticgreens.com, says Jeremy Scott, for the year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, or hit me up. I'll have Monica send you a pack for free to try on us. You can see if you like it, you'll realize it does taste great, and then you get hooked up with all of the free stuff. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. This is the CBD product I take every single night to go to sleep. The Dream product, specifically. If you guys want to check it out, you can always put in the code Jeremy Scott at BeamTLC.com for 20%. I don't even know how to talk today. 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. Uh, no THC, won't get you high, but will help you get to sleep and stay asleep. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff that they do, but that's the one thing I do take every day. Also, we do have free samples. If you want to get hooked up, Monica will send you guys a pack of that. You can try 100% for free. Just hit us up, and we will make it happen. Heather, get your stuff together. <laughs> also, joeyshotsauce.com. Code Jeremy Scott, excuse me, code Jeremy25 for 25% off all the hot sauce at joeyshotsauce.com. I can't take hot sauce because I'm from the Midwest and basically uh, – I just use ketchup and ranch. That's about as spicy as I get. Heather likes it. Uh, a lot of our clients here do like it. So uh, there's no sugar, no bullshit added to it. Joyshotsauce.com, code Jeremy25 for 25% off. 
I'm going to put all the other sponsors in the show notes here. My homies at JLab and then also at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, which we just hooked up with them recently as well. I will throw all of those into the show notes. If you guys have any questions on any of the products or the food that we eat, drink, that we take, I'm happy to provide it to you. Uh, a lot of this will be in here. We do have a free supplement guide, free smoothie guides. We have so much free stuff because I've basically had no life for the last 15 years and we've put all these things together to make all of our clients lives here easier and then obviously with the internet now we share it with all of you as well so just hit us up uh, as you know I, I get back to people pretty quickly or somebody on our team will and then we can get you guys what you need so uh, if you didn't notice Heather is here I'm trying to mess up my flow so <laughs> Heather welcome back to the podcast Thanks for having me back. I believe you messed up before. I don't make mistakes. I made background I don't make, noise. I don't make you messed up before that. <laughs> uh, you didn't help. You're not help. Maybe I'm just nervous because you're here. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up, man? Mm, you know, just enjoying Rain. this rainy day that we uh, rarely get. Ever. Yeah, it feels good. I slept in for once, which was much needed. And... Uh, just ready to podcast. When your dog doesn't want to go outside, you know. Yeah, our dog's scared of the rain. <laughs> She's definitely a desert dog. I would have taken her for a walk, but she just refused to go outside. So it's maybe just, maybe later. Hopefully it ends later tonight. But It's just different here. It's not the same. Your animals, they get spoiled. Especially our dog. It's a little bit different here. But, uh, and I don't like the rain either. I feel tired. Mm-hmm. I don't get, like, I like it because it's like one day. And I have a lot of computer work to do so I can go home, turn on the NFL, and get through all of this you know, yeah. boring stuff I have to do. Otherwise, I still have that kind of Midwest guilt, even though I've been here for so long where it's sunny outside on a Sunday. And I'm like, I should be outside. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were outside yesterday. We got some pool time in. It was nice. I just, I can't, again, I love everybody who's listening, wherever you're at, I hope you're super happy with where you live. I just can't do it, man. I can't live somewhere where it's not sunny Mm-hmm. almost every day yeah i like it right now just because the season's changing it's cooler we definitely needed <laughs> some relief from the heat um but could you ever live back in like washington no State? i don't like the gray and i don't like the wet cold i think which that, it's warm here typically when it rains but we're like other act, than we're like acting, in the winter time here we're acting like it's freezing though i know you're like we're oh, soft <laughs> we, oh we should make chili today i'm like it's eight, i know i was like mm, what what fall recipes can i make in the crock pot or do um spaghetti squash <laughs> but i give you guys credit who are in the midwest or the east coast or basically anywhere that's not here the fact that you guys and i, I said this to people before uh, we get a lot of questions and a lot of requests on certain things. And they'll ask, well, Jeremy, you know, I live in Wisconsin. It's freezing out. I'm not super motivated in the wintertime. What do you suggest? And I'm just like, move. And I say that, and they're like, no, seriously. I'm like, well, move, dude. I couldn't do it. I did it for as long as I could. And, Same. And as motivated and as like serial killer-like as I am, it was very hard for me to get motivated to go train at the end of the day when it's it's dark at you know 4 30 or in the morning it's zero degrees you get in your car that you have to warm up and then drive there work out put on your you know sweaty gross disgusting clothes and then drive back home it's just it creates more barriers for entry and i do I, I have empathy for people who can't just put on shorts and go 
I, right. I really do. It just, it makes it even that much harder, especially when you don't want to do it. Cause it's just requires so much more time, effort, energy. It's like a, a more, pro- it's a process. Whereas here it's just like you get spoiled. Here it's like you don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. You can. I li- just get so much more energy when it's sunny outside. I know. And I, mm-hmm. I see people who, who do our online programs, our 47 day just wrapped up, uh, We've seen a lot of their after pictures. Those guys look great, by the way. Anybody yeah, everyone listening. did such a, a great job. I'm so proud of my group. It's, uh, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. And you see those share videos and, and photos. And people do on Instagram as well that send in like all the stuff when you guys tag us. I'll see people working out in their garage. And sometimes it's 110 degrees and sometimes it's wintertime. And they're all bundled up. The level of dedication that takes, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I would ever do that. It would be, if I had to, I guess, but it'd be a real struggle to go out in my garage when it's 42 degrees, raining and cold. And like, yes, you're inside, but still, it's probably not, you know, insulated. So you're out there just struggling through these workouts, which it's hard for me sometimes when I get to come here. I know. So I give you guys credit. Uh, Anytime you're doing something when the setting and scenario is not ideal those are the workouts that probably matter the most when you're traveling with your in-laws or friends family stuff you're stuck in a hotel where they don't have this amazing facility and you're still getting the workouts in respect because it's very few humans do that so that's where we're at today Agreed. um we're going to talk kind of work-life balance in a in a roundabout way which i don't know i have my own take on it in philosophy. Heather has one that's similar, uh, but slightly different. And I think you guys can relate to one of us or at least a handful of things that I will say and that will, she will say, and then that we'll probably say together. Uh, I've talked about it before in a couple different areas. This, uh, what I'm going to read here really quick before we start, uh, Tommy Baker, and I need to get Tommy on the podcast. This is ridiculous. It's been forever. How many um, times have you said that now? I know. I'm actually <laughs> writing a note right now. Well, he's here, and I've been texting him, but he's like me, and he's busy, and mm-hmm. I'm busy, and he talks a lot, uh, but he'll be great. He's been on before, uh, but I'll bring him up, and he writes a lot of really great content on his Instagram, whatever time his Instagram is. Resist Average. Yeah. His podcast is great, and his Instagram is great. For things that, if you're, uh, if you like to read things that are motivating, and they're not overly wordy and long and they're pretty much to the point but he put out a post which kind of ties into the whole work-life balance thing and he comes at it from this he coaches coach he coaches basically business owners entrepreneurs people who want to you know reluctantly take a leap into this the unknown here leaving kind of the corporate america stuff or even if they don't leave corporate america they're going to start a a passion project or a side hustle and really go hard into it and i'm going to paraphrase here but he wrote you want to build a business around your life, not the other way around. And Pat Rigsby, who has helped me, you know, as much as, you know, damn near anybody in fitness over my like 15, 16 years now, he always talks about building your ideal life. And I think that's the key here. It's not just if you're an entrepreneur or you want to do something outside of the norm, it's not just your ideal business, it's your ideal life. And it's easy to find yourself building a life around your business now there's going to be seasons too excuse me and we can talk about that like there's times where it was everything and the only thing i fucking did and i'm sure it drove heather nuts and anybody else around me 100 percent. yeah (laughs) and if you want it to be anything special that that's going to happen 
it's at least when you start. But over time, you have to kind of be able to understand what you want your overall life happiness to be like. Because when you are always giving everything, like giving your business all your energy, giving your business all your creativity, giving your business all your enthusiasm, and this doesn't have to be your business. For a lot of you out there who are, you know, quote unquote, financially successful in what you do, you're giving your job all your energy. You're giving your job all your creativity. You're giving your job all your enthusiasm. And worst of all, the rest of your life gets to this kind of, you know, bottom of the barrel and you have nothing left to give anybody else. We just talked about this yesterday Mm -hmm. with people here. And uh, I like everybody here in person and online. We don't really work with people that suck. And this is off topic. It is, you give a lot. You really do. Um, And any of you listening, and if your parents probably feel the same way, like with your kids, you know, that probably pays you back a little bit differently than, you know, if you're on a conference call and people are draining you, you know, at least you get something from that. But it's a lot when you, when you give everything at work or like to your profession and your craft, but you have nothing left to give anybody else. I remember Steve, I think it was Steve Schembaum, we had a, a talk at Reebok with all of us, kind of all the killers in fitness that I know. And he did it on a scale of one to seven. He's like, you guys are all amazing at what you do. And the reason that is is because you've, you've given it everything. You've given it a seven. And seven being like the highest output you can. He's like, but you're a one at home. He goes, you're a seven with your clients, you're a seven on the podcast, you're a seven in front of the camera, but you're a one at home. And that's probably the worst thing you can be. Absolutely. And it takes a level of maturity to understand that because the one thing that would suck to me would be like, hey, every person, you know, that we serve thinks I'm great, but my friends and family and everybody close to me thinks I suck shit. Like you're successful in this one area, but then all the other more important areas of your life, in my opinion you're horrible at and it's like that's not a successful overall person in life no we do uh in our 47 day actually we have a success wheel which we've talked about Mm -hmm. before and you it's it from the from the center out you fill in the spokes and you shade in essentially like you do like a little it's like it's like a coloring book is if you can imagine that and you shade in so if your fitness is a 10 you shade it all the way you know from the center out but if your, you know, relationships are a two, you only shade into a two. And when you look at the wheel, if it's completely disproportionate, and I'm not saying it has to be even, but if there's some, some drastic things that are lagging, the wheel of your life, the analogy is, is not going to run smoothly. And that's what we're talking about here. And so what you have to do is identify a lifestyle that you want to live daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly moving forward. Now, again, there's going to be seasons. There's a time when you have to grind, but your entire life can't be a grind unless you really love that. And so you, what you have to do is if you, if you want to interchange these words, if you want to build a business, if you want to build a, a job, if you want to build a life, you have to build it around your people, like the people that lift you up and don't pull you down. You have to build it around your hobbies your freedoms, your priorities, your adventures, your strengths, and your experiences. And the end result is if you can do that over time, it's not going to happen overnight. It takes steps to do this. You're going to build this life, this job, this career, this business that amplifies one another, where they can build on itself. And you, you don't have to you know, wait to make that happen. You can start taking some steps today, which we'll talk about in greater detail. Is it going to be easy? No. It's and it won't be perfect. No, there's no 
perfect work-life balance. No, it's going to feel like it's impossible at first, but it definitely can happen if you're willing to just do some self-questioning and auditing of like what I really want my life and job and career to look like. Yeah, it's evaluating your priorities and, and figuring out what's truly most important to you and how can you achieve it um, by looking at all areas of your life and in which areas you need to focus on more than others if you're you know obviously putting more time and effort in one area and the other area of your life is severely lacking and you are not feeling fulfilled or happy and balanced then that's should be a huge wake-up call to make a change and I don't know where everybody is uh, in their life cycle listening obviously or where you're at financially um, and what season you're in. And I know at some point, probably when you're younger, you just get wrapped up in the wrong things. The things that... I think we all do. I think it's pretty natural. What are the wrong things, Heather? <laughs> Depends on the person, right? Like, I think it, when you're young, you think, you know, being successful and making it is one thing. And then as you get older and you kind of mature and you see you know, what your personal interests and likes are, it changes into another thing. There's a quote that um, I found yesterday, actually, as I was just like scrolling through our DMs here. Uh, Tyler Wright had posted something and the quote is, the more money I made, the more justified I felt. And the more justified I felt, the more I realized I didn't need money to feel that way. And I think a lot of us chase, you know, success or we chase meaning or purpose, sometimes just through material things and not that it's bad to do that but it can't be the end-all be-all especially if it costs you everything else yeah I think it's a huge distraction I know for myself too I've gotten caught up in that but then I had to reevaluate and focus on truly what makes me happy fulfilled and bring joy to my life and understanding that about myself and what does that look like for me individually and us as a couple and uh, I just think it's so important to do so. Otherwise, you, I think you'll look back with regrets. For sure. Do you want to go uh, through the like the impossibility of the work-life balance stuff on the mental health here? Or do you want me to go? Yeah, I can. So I found this article on from mentalhealthamerica.org. And it's about work-life balance. So for a lot of people, the pursuit of a healthy work-life balance, like we said, can seem impossible, like an impossible goal. It's never going to be perfect. Obviously, you're going to go through seasons that are, you're going to, a season you might have to have more uh, time, energy in your career in that season. Then the next season, maybe you just had a baby and you have to focus more on your family. So it's going to constantly change, but it's learning to merge, evolve, and shift to create more of a balance depending on the season that you're in. So with so many of us being torn between juggling heavy workloads, managing relationships, family responsibilities, squeezing time in for those, you know, interests, outside interests that you really want to make a part of your life, um, the, the statistic is one in four Americans describe themselves as super stressed. So obviously that is not balanced or healthy. In our, you know, rush to get it all done at the office, at home, it's easy to forget that our stress levels spike and our productivity plummets. And it makes you so much unhealthier when you're stressed. 
stress can zap, you know, our concentration, make us irritable, depressed, and harm our personal and professional relationships. So it's pretty scary once you start understanding what it can do to you. And over time, stress can weaken our immune system, make us um, susceptible to a variety of ailments from cold to, to backaches to heart disease. And the newest research shows that chronic stress can actually double our risk of having a heart attack, which is really scary. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that go into that. Mm-hmm. If you go deep down the rabbit hole, I'm assuming it's, you know, this increase in blood pressure, this increase in shitty eating, this increase in drinking alcohol and doing drugs to just kind of medicate or hide or escape your life and hide from the stress of you having to work. And I understand we live in an economical world. You have to make money. And I don't know what that is for each and every one of you. And if you're in a really tough spot where you're just struggling to pay your bills and you don't have a lot of fancy luxuries, I get that. Like I've, I've been there, dude. I lived there for a good chunk of my life and it was not fun. If you can get past that though, and a lot of, and again, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's a little bit different. There's a lot of people that I see and that we meet that are stressed out about things that they don't need to be stressed out and worried about. And I, what I mean is their possessions and material things. They don't need to be stressed out about a car payment or a car lease. They don't even fucking have to have one. They could just drive something less fancy and less expensive, and that would alleviate a lot of what's going on. It would cause them to actually probably work less and enjoy their mm-hmm. life more if they could detach their mind from like what success looks like and what it really is. And just sometimes I think some of the people that you're referring to just don't understand how much that thing is weighing down on their life. And, again, and causing them so much stress. Yeah, and I'm all for stuff, dude. Trust me. Like, I like all the same nice stuff everybody else does. But you need to be ready for it. And what I mean ready is it should be a blessing in your life. It mm-hmm. should add happiness and value and like a sense of if it's pride and achievement, if that's what you like. So if you bought a house and you took pride in that, that's totally fine. But you should feel that. And it should feel like it's a blessing, not like, oh, I bought this, but not shit. not feeling le- extremely you know leveraged and like can i can i make the payments does Mm -hmm. it and here's the thing what i don't want to do and this is me personally i'm not telling anybody what to do with your life the only reason i can be this positive and giving with time uh and money and the things we do with people here which from a, a business standpoint probably sometimes you'd look at it and be like this is really dumb what he's doing but i do it because my brain is free and I feel like I can give back to others. And I feel almost a sense of guilt because I have it so good. I want to give back to everybody else because my brain isn't weighed down by things. And I'm saying that because I don't wake up at 2 a.m. worried about, well, can I make my car payment? I don't have a car payment. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Where what, where can those two things merge? I don't want to make this just about economics, but that is a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to work to pay for things, in my opinion, to make your life better. Not just to pay for shit, just to have it, if that makes sense. Right. And the article was saying, you know, we all need a certain amount of stress to spur us and help us perform at our best. But the key is to really managing the stress and understanding how can I create more more of a balanced lifestyle. Um, And a lot of corporations, I think, are starting to understand that about their employees. I know with my company, I'm really proud to see all of the the various ways that they're incorporating work work life balance and flexibility and giving us 
you know, opportunities to take our vacation and not feel guilty about doing that. And I think that's so important. And research does show that if workers are balanced and happy, they're more productive, they take fewer sick days and more likely to stay in their jobs for a longer term. Well, I don't see why you would want to, you know, grind people into the dirt. And it's weird because we do that here in America, and I'm sure I haven't been everywhere in the world, but I've been other places. Uh, they don't do that in Spain. Like they're not doing what we do here. No. At the same scale. They've figured it out like a long sh- time ago. You show up to a restaurant sometimes and like, oh, we'll be back in two hours. <laughs> I know. You're well, like. What? Like, what is that? You'll be back. What are you doing? Taking a nap? Probably. Because our culture is completely opposite. It's like rush, rush, rush. It's way more competitive. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of efficiency. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of the competitiveness. There's a lot of great innovation that comes from it. Uh, you can help a lot of people. You can have an impact. But when it starts to take away from your happiness, what's it worth, right? And we'll go over some of the tactical things uh, that I think can help. That you know we do, um, or that I do, she does, and then obviously that we do together to to not go completely crazy. And this is coming from a dude who works all the time. But I do have hard stops on certain things. Because I just, over time, you start to realize, like, if I keep going at this pace and doing these same things, I'm going to, I guess, grow to hate the thing I love. And then it's just going to wear me down where I'm not going to want to do it. And I don't want to get to that point. I know. Because you are... You're a workaholic, and so sometimes you have to. I have to get on you to just take a step back. And I'm I'm a hard worker too, but I also know how to <laughs> take my vacation yeah, and take do. my breaks. Yes, <laughs> you don't have to tell you to Heather. Make sure you take your vacation days. No, you don't have to say that to her. She'll for surely do it. <laughs> but you should though. I've never understood that. Why I've saved all my vacation days for twenty years. Like, I'm like why would you why? be proud of that? Like, why, dude? Like you. Even the your most, lifetime, you're getting older. Years are going by so fast, and you're not promised any of them. Mm-hmm. To me, there is a balance there, and when you can, I'm all. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for working hard and sacrificing and giving up stuff. I've done it. It's paid off for me. I'm very happy. If I didn't know Heather, I probably wouldn't have done anything. Um, so if you can, you would be the worst. If you can, <laughs> if you can pick a partner that can help you. That would You're be, welcome. That would be great. I've thanked you a million times. My, You are the, <laughs> she's this words of affirmation, whatever that thing is. Uh, she needs the words of affirmation a lot. Like sometimes you, you did in the bed the other night. You're welcome. I'm like for no reason, out of nowhere. She needs to be thanked constantly. I thank you all the time. It's just part of my personality trait, I guess. <laughs> we need to work on that a little bit. <laughs> so do you want me to go down this list or you yeah you can and talk about I guess your perspective of being a business owner and then I can talk chime in about you know working in the corporate environment so if we'll do the work and then I'm going to play off this other piece and I'll come back to at home stuff uh at work personally you, you have to set I'm a goals person and I used to be to the point where they all had to be done like each day, no matter what. And I would extend the day until all hours and always have my computer and my phone out. You didn't have boundaries. <laughs> no. And I'll t- that's for later on too. I didn't set any really. And I felt like if I wanted to separate myself from 
everybody else in this industry. And I'm not talking about like just the internet, like when we were just running a brick and mortar business, I'm like, well, if I return, you know, this phone call or this email, or if I message them back tonight before they even get home, it shows that I really give a shit. And you do these things and you get in these habits and routines and then you start to realize like, wow, all I'm really doing is tasks 24, seven, 365. And the one thing I realized as a business owner is that there's always more emails. There's always more phone calls. Those things never stop. You're never done. And people will have that feeling of, oh, I need to get caught up. You never will. It's going to go until the business is dead. So you just have to really understand each day, here's the things I'm going to do. Here's the things I want to do. And here's the things that are just kind of on the back burner. And it's okay. And I call it big rocks, little rocks. Each day I come in here, there's certain things I just have to do no matter what. Then there's things like I'd like to do. And then there's things that I can probably push them to another day. So just by like being realistic about how much work you're going to put in, when you start, when you stop, make a, kind of like a to-do list, and then do the things that really matter that day. And then obviously, if you can delegate and ask for help, uh, that does make life a lot easier. I always have a million post-its written down as reminders for me. And sometimes I'll just put the ones in front of them, like, okay, these three have to be done before I leave at three o'clock. That's it. And if three o'clock comes and I don't have them done, I have like a, you know, come to Jesus moment. Either I I'm going to extend a couple minutes and push through them, or I just live to work another day. And you guys manage it how you choose to, but I'm no longer going to be at home, like in bed at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, returning emails and phone calls. I'm like, it just, it isn't worth my, my sanity and happiness. Yeah, it's not worth it. For me, I definitely have to make a to-do list um, all like on a Monday, look at my calendar, see what, what is most important that I accomplished today. And then, you know, obviously what can be pushed through later in the week or the following week. So that's definitely something I have to do every single day in order to use my time well with my job. And um, at times it's hard because I've worked from home for years. And so sometimes it is really easy to open your computer back up. Um, you know, after dinner or look at your phone emails. Because people call and email all the mm-hmm. time. Now. It's like 24 it is- seven. And so I feel like I've done a, a really good job. There's definitely been times this past year that I've worked. Usually I like to stop by like five, five thirty normal business hours. But you don't even take like a lunch break or anything. Yeah. A, a lot of times I'll just eat my lunch at my computer or I'll run to grab, there's a salad to go drive through, healthy drive through. So I'll like get a salad to go, bring it back and just start working. So I never really take a lunch other than when it's more normal and I would do client lunches, but that's changed right now. <laughs> Hasn't been a lot of client lunches the last 18 months here. Yeah. So, um, so that's been, it's always a struggle for me is to have a hard stop because I work from home and, um, it's been challenging because there's a lot more work required right now, just with what's happened with the pandemic in our industry. And so there's been days where I've worked from 6am to, you know, 6pm, 7pm. And then I've realized, okay, I can't keep doing this. And you start to hate it. Yeah, it's not fun. So I just really try to work normal business hours as much as I can. And leading to and I'll talk about the boundary stuff personally on a different note. 
but if you're talking just work, it's not everybody, you, you know, I, if Ben was still here, we would talk about this. We used to wear like being tired as this badge of honor, like who could work more basically and who could sleep the least amount and get the most work done. Like we thought that was super cool. It's the whole like just, you know, grind your face off and be the hardest working person in the room. And there's something to be said about that if you love it uh, and you enjoy it. But a lot of people spend a lot of time, but they're not that efficient with their work. And I don't have a lot of skills, but the one thing I do have is I do not bullshit. I don't procrastinate. I don't want to just sit here and hang out for four hours if I can get it done in 40 minutes. Uh, And if you are somebody like that, get off social media, especially when you're supposed to get your work done, because that shit sucks you in, dude, like a polar vortex. It's so hard. Uh, I don't do social media like that. Like, when I was younger, I'd be guilty of it. Like, I'm scrolling on Facebook for, like, all of a sudden 22 minutes, and then Mm -hmm. you're on YouTube for 14 minutes, and you're on Instagram for 27 minutes, and all of a sudden that's an hour you could have spent with your husband, your wife, or your kids, or just by yourself. Now you're sitting at your desk for an extended hour and you literally got zero value other than like looking at other people's lives, which may or may not have made you feel like shit about what you're currently doing. So the point is you have to be super diligent with, with what your time is. And if you can chunk your time and block your time, that's awesome. But the less time you can spend each day just procrastinating, getting sucked into these, you know, rabbit holes of social media, the more time you can be productive with not just your job, but again, with friends, with family and doing the shit that you do love with people you enjoy. And I think that comes down to creating an environment and either having your phone in a different area or taking the apps off your phone Mm -hmm. or doing things that, and I'm just using social media as an example. It might be football. Who knows what your thing is that drags you down. You have to try to separate those things. HGTV. Yeah. Hallmark channel. These are Heathers, by the way. These are not. I'm not a huge fan of the Hallmark channel. Not my thing. Yeah, and for those of you that are working from home and are still in that virtual environment like me, it's constantly just virtual meetings still. It's extremely draining. And so just remember to take breaks. Like I have to do small breaks throughout the day, whether it's taking the dog for a walk, um, you know, going into a different room, stretching, going outside, you know, to drink my coffee, just sometimes I'll go to a coffee shop just to be around other people and not feel so isolated and just changing up the environment can help a lot with your productivity. So that's been helpful for me as well. The one I want to do mention this before we go to the home stuff. And if you want to touch any of these others, just let me know. But the one is you do have to give yourself a break. And I don't just mean like yeah, like a five minute break to walk around or do whatever. That stuff's fine too. I mean, you can't be your own worst enemy here. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nobody's perfect. You're a human being. And this is coming from me, you guys. And if you're going to take it from anyone, take it from me when I say this. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Nobody knows what they're supposed to do. We are all 17 year old kids pretending to be adults. Like we know what the hell we're supposed to do every day. Like we know what our career trajectory is supposed to look like in a year, three years, five years, and 10 years. None of us do. We, we have no idea. And every single day, you're not going to be motivated. You're not going to be inspired every day. And most days I am, admittedly. And there's probably maybe 10 days a year where I'm like, 
I don't want to do anything with fitness. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to see a fitness post. I don't want to answer a question. I don't want to look at an email. I don't want to have anything to do with this. And that's okay. And there's days here where I'll physically be here and I am the furthest thing from motivated. And that's okay. The fact that I just showed up and I put in the work, it's good enough that day. And it's the best I could do that day with where I was at. It might not be my most inspired emails or the greatest thing I ever did, but I tried to give these guys the best I could while I was there. But I'm not going to beat myself up and be like, you know what, why am, why am I not excited today? I'm so blessed and I have gratitude. That stuff's real and I always have perspective. But to think every single day you're going to wake up. It's, it'd be like, if you remember the, like when you first start dating, like you and me, like we want to see each other every second of the day. Like, you know, you're super young. Like you always want to like, not to be creepy, but like have sex and like, you know, you're just, you're so like, you're so infatuated with each other. Like you, every time you see him, you get excited. Yeah, it's like all you can think about. You're like obsessed. It's new. It's exciting. Like, this is great. It'd be like thinking your marriage had to be like that and every, now, every single fast day. Fast forward years later, seven years later, actually together. We've been together how many years? Thir- 12. Thir- 13, right? Yeah. A long time. Over a decade. Yeah, I love you more now. I go, but it's and, I'm, and I still get excited if you're like, hey, do you want to? But you get need together? to have some breaks. Yeah, for sure. And so that's what I'm saying to you guys is, don't feel bad if you're at your job and you're like, well, I just don't feel motivated today. I don't. I've not. That's normal. I haven't felt in a rhythm this week. I'm like, it's okay. Believe dude. me, it's normal. Yeah, you just you get up and you just you give yourself a break and you just keep kind of pushing forward. But it's okay to to question, you know if you should be doing this or if this is what you should do, like that's healthy. We're humans. We can have thoughts about our thoughts and you should do that more often than not. So where do you want me to go home? Yeah, there's quite a bit here. There's a lot. Um, When you're at home uh, and I think this is probably one of the biggest ones uh, for a lot of people, because this is, yeah, we've been talking about this quite a bit. (laughs) Probably more what you can control than the work stuff. Obviously, some of you guys work for yourselves and you're probably the world's worst boss uh, like I am to myself. Uh, and I do give myself some grace here or there. But when you're at home, you can control that. And we've talked about the boundaries. And the one thing I mentioned already is just unplugging, you know, technology. And I love technology. It, I'm blessed to do this podcast so it's you guys can listen. It's part of our listen. business. It's yeah. amazing. It's changed the scope of our lives financially to something that it could never be without it. And so I'll never fully bag on it. And as awesome as it is that I can do things remotely and reach people that never thought would be possible, it means other people can reach you 24-7-365. And you have to have some hard stops with that. And we talk about being where you're at. And so when I'm at home... Short of a couple of things, I try to really just be home. Be present. Like I'm actually there. I'm not just, you know, here's what I say. People will talk shit like about maybe my lifestyle. Well, this dude works 100 hours a week. He can never enjoy anything. You know, who would want to live like I do? And from the outside, that probably is. And they probably think you're not present when you're at home, but you are. Like he actually does a way better job than me. And he will set his phone in a different room as soon as he gets home. For the most part, it's like he sticks to that that process and has great boundaries in place where I could use a little bit of work. Because if, if you're really mm-hmm. going to be there with people, then be there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, I'm already giving so much to everyone else, just like a lot of you listening are. 
So what sense does it make to go home and you're in a room with your wife or your husband and your kids or some friends and you all sit and stare at your screens for a fucking hour? Well, yeah, you, you it's really sad. And I literally, and this is, I'm not going to name names. I have walked in my house before mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've seen three people who don't live by each other just staring at their phones. No one is talking. No one is saying a word. And I'm just sitting there like, why would I need to be here for this? This and makes no it's sense It's so to crazy me. to think, you know, we what, never, how, how many years ago that didn't even exist. Like we didn't have five, social media. Five years ago, we didn't do it. We had some of these things in, but five years but like ago. like watching we, stories, you know, that didn't even exist until. No, Ten years ago, this never would have been a thought. Mm-hmm. And now people are guilty of it. That's all I'm saying to you guys. And it doesn't got to be just the social media. If you're, and again, you need escapism, you need to have your time. But if you don't really get to see, you know, your spouse or your kids, and then on a Sunday, you sit there for seven hours watching the NFL, and you act like no one else is in the room, but they're around you, is that quality time? Mm -hmm. Like, are you really there? And just communicate. I think we do a great job weekly talking about, okay, you know, here's our weekend plans, here's the business projects that we will do. And then, okay, let's do pool time or let's do this social event or you and I, let's just go do something together or plan, you know, a, a day trip or something like that. And it's like carving out that time together or independently doing our own thing is so healthy and important. And you constantly have to communicate your schedule to make it all work. Yeah, I think in just on a marriage tip, not that we're perfect because half the days we want (laughs) to kill each other uh for like a couple minutes then we get back to normal but i would say communication is probably the most important thing you guys can do with in a marriage in any relationship with clients with friends with family uh if you can be transparent and just say it like it is it's painful sometimes and you hold each other to like a high standard which i believe you have to but you got to be honest you got to talk like more than you think you need to even if it's little shit, you just don't hold it in. Because the more you can do that, the more you start to understand what this person wants, mm-hmm. what this person needs, what makes them happy, what makes you happy, and then you can find some synergy together. But if you don't talk about stuff, like again, it could be anything. It can be sex. It could be money. It can be uh, work. It could be vacation stuff. It, whatever it is, you just have to be talking about it. Or even just get support from from outside your partner family chatting with friends can be really helpful or if you need a therapist or or whatever that looks like for you it can really help benefit your success at home or at work even because if you just let it bottle up forever and fester one day shit's gonna go Mm -hmm. not the way you want it to go the other tip i'll give is in terms of the balance if we do this um actually really well the like divide and conquer like there's certain responsibilities that you have and then i have and then we have sometimes together mm-hmm. and we can interchange them but we and we've never like really talked about it it's just these roles naturally kind of happened yeah and i think we learned over time like who's better at what and who will tolerate this who has better. the time yeah. what works better with your schedule versus mine as far as responsibilities that we can break up yeah like so somebody like deals with like this at the house or like this one person talks to your like financial advisor one person talks to you know like if you have all the maintenance that needs to be done yeah there's certain things that each one of you are probably going to be better at than the other and if not 
I don't know if you coin flip it or you, you trade off certain things. And not that we can't each, you know, interchange and do what the other does, but it's just, it's simpler when I, like, here's an example. I don't even know how to turn on like the water to water our grass. I don't even he, know. Yeah. I have no he idea. He doesn't even know how to use our sprinkler system. No idea, bro. Like, like the settings. If you die, <laughs> if you died tomorrow, one of the reasons I would probably move houses is because I don't want to learn how to do that. And the so, yard would just look, it would be all dead. I'd astroturf it and be like a <laughs> golf course. I don't know. Like, cause I don't know that stuff. I don't deal with it. Like, it's, well, just, and it's like I work from home. So I have all the time to talk to the landscaper or, you know, learn it on my own. Um, it just, but, it makes my life easier that. And so I don't have to waste time on it like when I get home. But you're just so great with like the finance, our finances and meeting with the financial advisor and like their CPA, I'll sit and talk Mm -hmm. with him. So you just, you're a team, obviously. And then if if it's just you who's doing this, obviously you have to outline these and and pick a time that it's going to work for you and kind of map it out. Like being adult is sometimes like the biggest pain in the ass. You know, I thought about that the other day, like, cause we had to replace the toilet at our house. And I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, this is like a stupid. Like how much does it cost for a toilet? This is a stupid <laughs> purchase. But like, then you think about it, like, well, we're going to pee and poop like forever. It's so, pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so not fun, right? Yeah. Like you imagine when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'm going to buy a new fitted hat or a pair of like Jordans or some CDs. We're old. Um, and like, that was fun. Or like you'd buy some clothes that from like wherever, Abercrombie or American Eagle. I'm trying to think of the old names. What are some ones? What are some other ones? You get a two plus two or like Claire's get yourself some earrings, you know, Claire's. that's where I got my ears pierced when I was five. <laughs> I also got my ears pierced at Claire's. Oh my gosh. You guys need to see, I forget what great, it had to be middle school, but where you had the one dangly earring, oh, middle... it's a school picture uh, and it is first so horrible. All, uh, fifth grade <laughs> elementary school. It's so gross. I was like, uh, gross. If you guys know who Barry Bonds is, I don't know the home run King. Barry Bonds had this dangly cross earring and I'm like, you know what? That's not, that's what I need. It wasn't my first earring. Cause the first one is just the, the diamond stud they give you. Like that was my Baller. first one. Yeah. And then I got some, I got a hoop cause a Michael, hoop. Michael Jordan would wear a hoop. And then Barry Bonds were the... He had the gold hoops, huh? Yeah. I had gold and silver, both. I was diversified diversified in my earring portfolio. And uh, then I got the dangly cross earring. Did you have like a little jewelry case for all your earrings? Um, Yeah, I did. Had a little like... (laughs) It was like one of these little... uh, What is this called? Like what you... Like a little... A jewelry box? Yeah, like a little coin... little jewelry box. And I threw them all in there. You clean them with rubbing alcohol. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'd like... You guys have had your ears pierced. I think you should bring the earrings back. You push on your ears and like this weird goo comes out. Ew. It's so disgusting. Uh, I actually I'd... just had that. <laughs> it's gross, dude. It's uh, I had five earrings at one time. I had two in the right ear, two in the left ear, and then one up top. The one I up... had the one up top, too. That's painful. I still can wear an earring up there, but it, it hurts. <laughs> that one was painful. Um, yeah, I was... Uh, that was you were bo- so cool. I mean, the ladies did love me. I'm going to just throw it out there. Like, I never struggled with the ladies. And that's really all I cared about was, say, do I look fly? And can I hook up with uh, one of these fine ladies walking around here? That was it. You know, 16-year-old kid. You're such a dork. That's it, dude. When you're, first of all, when you're a man or a boy, your brain is, like, operating on one level. um, And you get a boner every 15 seconds. So that's... (laughs) 
if we're first of all anybody listening out there like your biggest problem is like i need to flip my boner up in my pants oh as my i walk God. around school Stop. that was my life uh, and like all of us girls at that age have no idea that the oh. boys are like experiencing that or at least i didn't because i was like so sheltered part of the problem that. like why it was probably so bad in school is because i was just staring at girls all and you day guys long. are just so distracted oh my god dude you're just like it's when you really understand like men are so predatory and not in like a, a creepy way because you're like young you're like 12 but you like, just can't help it because yeah. it takes you over and you like think girls are cute and you want to just like you know what are all these feelings <laughs> i know it's uh life is odd anyways okay moving this on. has nothing to do with work-life balance um but here we are What's my next one? It says stay active, obviously, aside from its well-known physical benefits, regular exercise, reduce stress, depression, anxiety, enables people to better cope with adversity. According to researchers, it will also boost your immune system, as we know, and keep you out of the doctor's office. So make time in your schedule for the gym, take a walk during lunch, have fun with your workouts, and it will help you just be happier, healthier at home and at work. Uh, obviously, this is a fitness podcast, so you guys know this is obviously one of our, our core beliefs. You have to stop chasing things that are going to make your life worse, even though I think sometimes you think they're going to make your life better. And I, and it always comes back to this, because like we work for money. Like Some of us do it for a vocation and the passion of it, but at the end of the day, we're trading time for money. We're trading stress for money. We're trading leverage for money. So it's all it's what we all do, no matter what industry you're in. And a lot of times, it comes at the cost of your physical health. What is it worth, dude? It's so not worth it. And I've said this before. I probably make, if I had to throw a number on it, maybe like $150,000 less a year to be this healthy. And Ben, ben was here with me, and we talked, I don't think we even said this on the podcast, and he was talking about it. He's like... I'm looking at, you know, we're very analytical. We run a business. At the end of the day, like, we're super giving. We're nice. It's a P&L sheet. Because if I'm, like, not doing what I'm supposed to do, I can't pay Monica. I can't pay Alec. I can't pay Matt. Like, I can't pay, you know, the bills here to keep this show rolling. So I have to know what's going on. And even with that, him and I were talking off camera, and he's like, well, I'm asking about his schedule. Because, like, we coach less now than we ever did. Because we used to coach from fucking 5 a.m. to, like, 8 a.m five days a week plus the weekends was a little bit lighter but that's what we did and that will, that will grind you down and he obviously tore his pec had a meniscus tear and we're chatting he's like i'm swimming on wednesday mornings i'm not going into into the gym on wednesday i got a, a schedule i go to the pool i swim he's like i got to get my body back to where it is even if i make you know a hundred thousand dollars less this year if I make $50,000 less year, whatever the numbers end up being, he's like, it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. He goes, because otherwise I'm going to be so sick and so You're overweight. You're suffering in your life. And it's not worth it. And I would tell it to anybody. And obviously I'm a fitness person, so I'm going to push that. But it's true, dude. At, at some point, what is the money worth? And for two reasons. One, if you're fat, sick, unhealthy, and you hate your fucking life, no amount of money is going to make you happy. It just won't. I, I've seen it here for decades. Two, this is the one I live what is all this money worth that just sits in these accounts when you have no fucking free time to spend it and enjoy it and do anything with it? And you physically feel sick and tired and just unhealthy and are constantly distracted by how you literally are just killing yourself. It's the pursuit of it. And I've been guilty of it too, where I'm like, I'm working and I'm, and I'll always 
you know, eat right, and I'll always get a workout in. But even if you do those two things, and this is why I'm saying this, because this is me personally, you can still work way too much. And then all of a sudden, you've acquired this money, and you're like, well, I'm too tired to do anything with it. I'm too tired to do anything else. And that's not healthy. I've gotten way better at that as I've gotten older, because I just realized, you know, my battery doesn't, you know, recharge as quick as it used to. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I can't keep doing the same things I did when I was 22 years old. And it's just, it was stupid. And as you get older, hopefully you learn from your mistakes and you obviously get a little bit smarter. And the baseline is treat your body correctly. And if you do that by eating right and exercising and getting enough rest, you're going to make more money in the long run, you guys. And even if you didn't for some reason, you will be so much healthier and happier, it won't even matter to you. And a lot of people, instead of doing that, they tend to rely on drugs alcohol and these other things that kind of mask it but again that's that's a band-aid on a gunshot wound we're trying to fix the gunshot wound here for you guys moving forward and the last thing i'll say with all that is the best way to start doing that is obviously setting the boundaries but not over committing like not saying yes to everything mm-hmm. and, and that doesn't just mean work stuff that can be social events too like the other day where Heather posted this very nice um, anniversary post about me, uh, the day before she told me she was going to leave me because she was, <laughs> this is, did you not? I was joking. But were you though? Kind of. You were standing up in your fight stance, <laughs> Superman, like, I'm, I'm just going to leave you then. I'm like, well, okay, well, do what you got to do then, psychopath. And that was the conversation. And I'm like, you just call me a psychopath? <laughs> who says that though? I'm like, a, you're a psychopath. Who says it? Like, on a, like we're both crazy in our own ways. For sure. But who isn't? Who says that, though? Like on a, on a Monday or Tuesday. I didn't say anything to you crazy. And here's what I did. Um, I, bla- okay, I was hormonal. Okay. You know that. Well, I know now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like What I'm saying is, like, all I did was I said, hey, I can't commit to this thing the next weekend because we have something this weekend and the weekend after. And I have a program launching. And I feel launching. bad about it. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw you into the bus. I'm just saying... That's me saying, I can't do it this time because it will stress me out too much. It'll, it'll affect not just this weekend, but when we're going to hang out in San Diego and do our thing, I'm like, it'll take away from me. And I, what I said to you is I want to be present when I'm there. Mm-hmm. I always try to like, if I'm going to be somewhere, I want to be there. I don't want to like be there and be like, well, my brain is in four different places. Cause I've done that before. And sometimes you can't avoid it. Life happens and it kicks you in the nuts and it's just part of it. But a lot of times it's because of your own doing. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be on a vacation with you thinking about this other stuff. I right. want to just be there with you. I think I just got so heated because you do so much. Yes. Like so much we with both do. the business. And, and yeah, we have just a very demanding responsibilities. And, and so you telling me no <laughs> made me mad. And so I said a stupid comment, which I really didn't mean. Well, and here's the thing for you. Like you're you're great at picking some spots with work for hard stops. You're and you're way better than when I met you because when I met you this was, it was literally the point of just like clear ridiculousness. You would say yes to everything. Oh, I was a people pleaser. To for every, sure. And I'm like I go, "Dude, what are we doing?" And then I would exhaust myself. And then and... then like come Tuesday, mm-hmm. it's like just I'd have a tr- breakdown. <laughs> and I'm like, "I can't deal with this anymore." I go I go break down in front of your friends. Break down mm-hmm. at, on Saturday night when we're all with 20 people. Don't break down with me. 
Because you, you can't do everything with everyone. Yeah. And people have that FOMO shit. Like, they, oh, I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. At the, I promise you this. My, as much as I don't, like, this is a whole different topic. There's a lot of things, like, my college coach would say that I probably wouldn't agree with. But the one thing he would he did say that it's really hard to listen to at the time. He's like, you know what? You guys, in terms of drinking, because obviously, you know, you're college athletes, you're idiots. You, you go, he goes, you're going to be able to drink booze your whole life, dude. He goes, you don't have to do it all the time here. You can live your life. There can be a balance, but there's always going to be another party to go to. There's always going to be an, and that's the kind of the, the, the premise I take with this. You're always going to get invited to things. You're always going to go to things. You don't have to feel like it's mm-hmm. going to run out. And, and people do that though. And, and I did too. I'm like, well, I need to go to this party. You can't always say yes to everything, yeah. and everybody, because everything is not for you. And you know, if it's going to make your week way worse, because you have something coming up or it's going to, you're going to, it's not healthy. It isn't. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like feel bad about it. Don't you guys, you're, it's not selfish. I think it's actually really selfless to do that. And I'm proud of us just going back to like the work-life balance. We've been able to choose a, I've chose a career and you built a business that I was able to be a part of from day one to help out. And, uh, we were able to build it around our lifestyle and incorporate both into our lifestyle. So we've had to learn to be very patient, prioritize what really matters to us, set the goals, make the plan, and then take action. Um, and it's taken time and we've had to like learn how to merge and adapt and change. And But if you truly value time, family, experiences – then I've really learned, okay, well, maybe you don't need the fancy new house right now or a brand new car because that really, for me or us, is not going to make us truly happy. Like, yeah, it's exciting and fun and who knows, and eventually we probably will do those things. But right now, if it's going to take away from truly living our life and being fulfilled, then you know, you have to really just understand what kind of version of a lifestyle do you want for yourself or you as a couple and uh, stop comparing to everyone else and live life on your own terms and your own timeline. Well, yeah. And I, obviously I think you like nicer stuff than I do. Um, mm-hmm. cause I'm fucking weird for some reason. He's so weird. Well, I just don't care. I don't know why. Like, You're I, basic. You're like old. <laughs> like the ultimate basic yeah. person like i just don't i like the game i don't really i do like nice things i don't like you do it's just it's like little stuff though i'm a huge um but you're so extremely patient that you will you will wait well i'm not gonna make a so bad, long in research i don't want to make a bad i'm not gonna make a bad financial decision for something that doesn't need to be done mm-hmm. and uh, it's weird and this is a uh, we can talk about this too really fast I don't want to lose my train of thought because I was going to ask you something that's uh, probably important. Um, I'm going to write it down. No, first. I'm sorry. Like when you look at that stuff, and this is this is anybody listening, we get very emotional um, with purchases. And what I've learned here, and I'm only saying this because I've done this job and talked to thousands of people for 15 years. And I've heard the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then I, I've got to reverse engineer that and be like, well, here's what I do want to do. And here's what I know I don't want to do because that doesn't sound fun. We get emotional when we buy homes, when we buy cars, probably the two biggest things. And then females tend to get emotional about uh, wedding stuff and those things. And these are huge financial decisions in your life that you're making sometimes that can have ramifications that last far beyond 
just that day. And we, we, we do that with those things, but not other things. And again, it's the fear of missing out. Like, well, if, if I'm going to buy this house or I'm going to buy this car, we're making these choices that can sometimes pigeonhole us into not having great work-life balance because these things have weighed us down. And I'm just not willing to do that. I don't think it's worth it to me because I know if I drove this 2008 beautiful Honda Accord that's getting a car wash right now because it's raining, and that's the first car wash it's had in probably 10 years. If I drove a Ferrari and parked it there, what would be different? It'd sit there for the same amount of hours. Nothing would change. And I know, and this is this is us talking here, because we live in Scottsdale and stuff is not really cheap here anymore. I'm from the Midwest and I just can't wrap my mind around it. I used to think like a million dollar house would buy you like four city blocks and you'd have like four basketball courts mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, <laughs> and like a lazy river in your backyard. That is no longer the case. And I know personally, if I was to go buy a $3 million house, what would change for me? I would still be here all day. I'd, I'd come home even less. I'd be more stressed. I'd be in a bad mood. I'd be pissed off every time something breaks or I have to fix it. And I don't know if I could be present. And I think I'd be a shittier husband. Yeah. I think I'd be a shittier coach. I think I'd be a worse Same person. Same for me. <laughs> because, because of how my personality type is. No, some people don't give a shit. Some people can handle that stress great. And mm-hmm. I can handle a lot of stress in the ways that I handle it. But that would keep me up at night. And I think that would actually take away from my life instead of add to my life. And that's the conversation that, that her and I have had multiple times where if you want me to be here, I really want to be here and I want to be here with you, but I want to do it. And I don't want to stress about things we don't have to stress about because then we're going to fight and argue. And I think when you look at divorce rates and things like that, which is well over 50% now, what's the number one thing? Money. Money. That's it. Yeah. And I get it. We're all in different situations, but if I don't have to do something, I'll wait. I'll mm-hmm. be okay. Because I've made it this far. And I'm, I'm doing and I don't want to change my lifestyle. I've really understood and that. that's what I'm coming back to. Because Heather, way more so than me. Like, I like thrive off of like being more spontaneous and having flexibility and being able to just pick up and go and like go to see my family when I want to see them or do a, girl, a girl's trip in a, a location that I have never been to. Or you and I go to our favorite you know, destinations and create memories. And I don't want to just have to stop doing that. I just feel like it would make me depressed. And you used, <laughs> you used to say, well, I'll do this now. And then later on, I'm going to buy all the stuff and I won't want to. No, no, you are never going to be able to not be this person. This is who you are. Yeah. It's like, I really understood. I think now more than ever this past you know, year and a half or two years. Last two years. Yeah. It's what truly are my passions, what's fulfilling to me. Um, you know, and I get some of that with my job. I get it with helping the people here through the business, you know, serving others is always going to, there's really nothing better than that feeling of helping people. And you, um, you built something. Right. That you and can then, be proud of. but just being able to just experience and create memories is, I guess for me, I'm like, how do people not understand that that's what life's all about? <laughs> you know, I don't, well, I'm not going to be so judgmental as you. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if people are happy, I'm happy for them. That's what I always. Yeah, we're all different. So it's like, obviously, But I value you, it more. For you, you, and again, we use our work to create money so we can have experiences. That's what makes us happy. If somebody wants to buy a Ferrari, 
and that makes them happy, then I'm happy for right. them too. As long as that work isn't causing pain and that purchase isn't causing more pain and you're not having to do something that you hate that sucks just for things. Like we, I wouldn't work a job and this is what I'm getting at here because I think sometimes people think like I'm against stuff. I'm not, but I wouldn't work a job that paid me a shit ton of money just so I could take vacations that I hated. I wouldn't do that. I don't want to do something that I dread every day just to get something on the back end. I want to actually kind of enjoy what I do, you know, most of the time and then use those things to enhance my life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get caught up in like, what's going to pay me the most money so I can buy the most shit. But I don't think oftentimes that equates to the most happiness. And that's what I'm always chasing. I'm, I chase feelings is what I do. If you look at like for me personally, what do I like? I like my body to feel good. I, I want it to be sunny and be warm. You know, I don't want to freeze my ass off and be miserable. So I move to a place where it's warm. I want to drink the coffee I like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like these little things. Like, that's what enhances my day-to-day life. The other stuff, it's just a bonus if it comes. And if you looked at your own life, what are the things day-to-day that make you the happiest and that don't cause you a lot of agony and pain? And I use Heather as the example here because normal Heather and vacation Heather (laughs) are not the same people. (laughs) They're not. Two different, completely. Like, you, and I've ta- I know I've talked about this before in here. When we would go to, like, Flagstaff, Arizona, which is north of here, it looks like a smaller version of the Pacific Northwest a lot yeah. of times. And it'll be, the, the leaves are changing colors. You walk around like you're on a fucking Mars. You're like, oh, my God, look at all these leaves. And you'll talk about it like I would talk about meeting Michael Jordan. Like, it's the coolest thing you've ever I don't, seen. Like, obviously, nature just <clears throat> really just makes me happy. Like, you have never talked about a car like that. No, You've, I don't care about cars. Like, you even show me a house. Like, I like nice cars. I want... But you'd show me, like, a house. Oh, this is kind of my dream house. But even you say it, it's like there's no there's no life behind it. You're at the ocean. You're just like, oh, oh my God. yeah. It's Let like, me just walk in the ocean. I'm just on this high. Thing. Yes. So, we know... And that's the point we're driving at. You have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what makes you happy and, and what you're trying to do with your time, effort, energy, and your money. And I know for a fact, like you and myself, like we will value the freedom and the flexibility and the choices. And that's what makes a lot of like working so hard, you know, important, but also tolerable. Because we know like the fruits of the labor actually do pay off. It's, it's not- the work hard, play hard mentality that I feel like I thrive on. I think a lot of people, you know, if you strip it down and, and take away what you think you're supposed to do versus what truly makes you happy and what you want to do, there, there are two different things for a lot of people in America specifically. Like, did I want to be here for hours filming your bronze body for Instagram yesterday? Probably excited you. So yes, probably did. No, it really didn't. But <laughs> then I realized, well, we get to go to San Diego on thir- uh, Thursday and this is why we do what we do. Yeah. Part of it. And then obviously helping people is the number one. Well, yeah. Selfishly, like we can talk about all being Mother Teresa's, but we do the things we (laughs) do. Well, I do it because it's important, but selfishly on the back end, we do make money from it and it facilitates a lifestyle that makes, I I look at it in, in perpetuity, right? Like it's one big cycle. If I work hard and help people, and if I can help enough people, I'll make enough money to do the things I want to do that make me happy, that put me in a better mood, that make me be creative and inspired so I can continue to put in the work to feel good, to help people, 
to make the money. And so it's just this cycle that never ends for me. Mm-hmm. And if there was something, and I think a lot of people, there's something broken in that cycle. Well, I do this task that I don't really like. I get this money. I ground myself down and I bought the fancy car in the house and I drink myself to sleep every night. I think it comes down to they just don't know who they are yet. Like they don't understand. They haven't taken the time to really understand what makes them happy and they're just so distracted by trying to keep up with everybody else or what society, the American society, the pressures of of what I think it's changing but you know the traditional success uh, route and I think our generation's finally changing it and they're they're creating more memories and experiences and not sticking to a traditional timeline don't you agree yeah I think that we've talked about this the definition of success is what you have to define for yourself and to me it's happiness Mm -hmm. like if you are truly happy if you feel fulfilled if you you have gratitude perspective and freedom in your life i think you're a pretty happy person there's economics that obviously go with that i i've never been homeless i I don't know what it's like i imagine you know a lot of them aren't super happy even though they might have like a freedom but they there is a certain baseline of economics you need to have but for most of us we we have way more than we need and we have way more than we think we really do. Like the other day, uh, I just hooked up a TV last night that's been sitting in our laundry room for like ever. And because I, I wanted to watch UFC and football together, which, by the way, is amazing to have two, mm. two TVs. And so tacky that might looking. be a, That might be our new thing in our, like, our oh living my gosh. room. We're making some changes at the Scott household. No. So, we just need to either add on another room or move. <laughs> no. I'm probably trying to downsize sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I, my point is I hooked up this TV, so I'm watching two TVs last night. The UFC fights are on and football's on. And then we have a, a TV in the guest bedroom, and then we have a TV in our room. So now there's like four TVs at my house. That's way more than any, any normal person needs. And I know I sound old school when I say this, but like... Yeah, like every... I think the average American probably has at least three TVs. At least. And I'm like, yeah. but again, we have so much. We already do. And we just keep, you know, it's this over-consuming of more and more and more and more. But maybe less is more in terms of things, which we've talked about on a whole different I think podcast. some of the happiest people have like the most probably simplistic lifestyles. And I agree. they're not, you know, and they've figured it out. Again, and it just comes down to you actually self-auditing and talking to maybe your boss and your coworkers or your wife and say, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what would make me the happiest. Here's what I want to do. And then you have this dialogue and you figure it out together or you figure it out on your own if you're, if you're a single person. But to not question, just kind of go with the status quo and do, if you're doing the shit that everyone else is doing, you're probably making a wrong decision. And I mean that because I'm taking everything as, as a, a baseline. Because that the average person isn't doing a job they love, they're not making the uh, you know the money that they they probably should make, uh, they're not living the life that they really want to live. And when you're doing the things that average people do, you get the things that average people get. That goes true with fitness and, and pretty much every other area of your life. Usually, what is like Warren Buffett like has a quote. I think it's like when everybody is going left, you just go right. Like you, you kind of just you have to kind of navigate and make your own path i think that's important for everybody and especially when it comes to your work life balance and your overall happiness i agree you know what it just popped in my head because it's raining toddies (laughs) 
Toddy's is a restaurant here. I don't think they're open Sundays, are they? Pro- I don't know. I'll look it up. Probably not. Do you want to sit there today? I don't know. So it's like a Vietnamese. It's not, okay. I need to say this. Like Heather, pho. Heather keeps um, suggesting all these like super hot meals because it's, it's really not it's that raining hot here. outside. I'm like sweating right I now. I mean, cold outside. Like, what? How hot is it right now? You are literally right now. It is seventy-two <laughs> degrees, and it's going to be seventy-five degrees at four o'clock today. And she's like, "Hey, let's go eat hot pho." I'm like, "What's wrong with you? It's not in the mid. It's not February in the Midwest because it's not sunny here. We're so soft." We have become shell. No, they're open Sundays. It's not. They're not open Mondays, They're closed right? on Monday. That's what it is. Anyways, Toddy's Asian Infusion 1 or 2. There's two of them. <laughs> they're great. It's great. If you ever come to Scottsdale and you want to do some pho, it's great. They have some Toddy rolls. It's a good place. Shout out to Toddy's. She did not sponsor this <laughs> podcast, but she got a free plug anyway. Uh, let me read through this quick, and then I'll go through the tips, and we can get out of here. Unless you got something. I'm good. Uh, I pulled this, too. So um, I was scrolling last night. And just going through like the fight recaps of the UFC, which I love to watch. That's kind of like my escapism, which doesn't happen often. Um, I pull up that post uh, that I shared earlier uh, that Tyler Wright had um, put out and wrote something here that I'm going to kind of paraphrase a little bit of it. And I think all of us at one point, you know, it's how we self-identify, right? I think that's what all these things come down to. Every... You know, every nutrition eating protocol, every training style, uh, every recovery tactic, it, it, something works for every for everybody, you know, for someone. But all things don't work for all people. So you have to kind of navigate and find your lane. I think we've all been guilty of, of this as we move forward through life. We've all done it. And whether it's good or bad, you know, you are not the money in your bank account. You are not your job. You're not the car you drive. And, you know, you're not the clothes you wear. You are simply just you. Like you are just the person you are. All of those things, they come and go. They are not who you are. And the more we tie our identity to this, you know, external stuff, the more I think we set ourselves up for failure. And I'm going to repeat that again. The more that we tie our personal identities to external things, we set ourselves up for failure. And I don't want to make it just about money, but if that's the game you're playing, dude, I can promise you there's always somebody richer and there's always somebody with a bigger house and always somebody with a fancier car and always somebody who has a fancier job title or who is crushing it, you know, that year, because those are their seasons. There's, there's peaks and valleys of that. So you cannot tie who you are as a person to the things you own, because what happens when, you know, the market dips and your net worth goes down by half a million bucks? All of a sudden, you're not as successful, right? Like, what happens when you lose a job or you quit your job? Now that's no longer your identity. And when people tie everything to that, and this is coming from me, a guy whose business is called Jeremy Scott Fitness, it's a huge part of what I do and who I am, but it's not everything that I am. And I've known that for a long time. Even if the outside world doesn't, it doesn't matter. I know that. And so I don't get caught up in a lot of the stuff that, you know, maybe somebody younger or someone who hasn't uh, had the mental, you know, foresight to see is, you know, looking for happiness when, and you've heard me talk about this before, where people say, I'll only be happy when I make $100,000 a year. I'll only be happy when my net worth goes up. I'll only be happy when I graduate with this degree. I'll only be happy when I get this new job. 
I'll only be happy when I drive that car. And so on and so on and so on. And it's okay to go after things and it's okay to achieve those. If you if you have a dream car or a dream house and you get it, uh, you can celebrate it and you can have fun, you know, achieving that goal. But 99% of your life is not going to be this highlight reel, even though I think the internet and social media will lead you to believe that. So what do you do to fix that, right? If you're listening to me and you're somebody who maybe, and again, a lot of people don't talk about this shit because it's, it's, they feel it's embarrassing, right? Like who wants to, to wake up and be 50 and be like, you know what? I lived my whole life fucking wrong. I know. And I think you only get people in nursing homes or like your grandma and grandpa, to be honest with you. Maybe your parents will be. Even that, I really doubt. Uh, someone who's towards the end of their life cycle. Mm-hmm. And they can say, hey, here's what I would have done different. Right. Here's what I kind of regret. Here's a different path I would have taken. And so when we tie our happiness and our life to all of these things, and then all of a sudden you get to this point, you're like, well, fuck. This isn't really what I wanted to do. What can you do to fix it? My personal opinion, you need to tie your identity to like your internal being, like the kind of person that you are, you know? And if you think about it from the outside, when someone asks you, you know, who you are, like who, who are you? But you have to respond, you know, and, and not talk about your job or your money or your, your favorite sports teams. You know, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like if someone say, hey, Heather, such a good hey, Heather, who are you? Like, well, I'm a senior account executive. Like, no, that's not who you are. Mm-mm. It's what you do. You know, when you can't I talk about. hopefully be a great partner and a friend. Some, some days. <laughs> some days. And, then, and a daughter. Yeah. A daughter-in-law. Yeah. But like, a, I'm a caring person. I'm yeah. a kind person. I'm an I honest help, person. I'm a helpful person. I'm a hard worker. Like, a these loyal are, person. Yeah. Trustworthy person. Who is happy and loves X, Y, Z. But most of the time we just ask, well, what is so-and-so? Oh, he's a lawyer. He's a doctor. They're, a, te- they're a teacher. He's a, so he's, messed up. He's a millionaire. He's and a so billionaire. backwards. And so I don't have a perfect answer. And a lot of you guys probably don't either for yourselves. But what you have to do is figure out and celebrate every day that you live your life, you know, being the person that you really want to be regardless of like all the external circumstances that are going on. Like if you're waking up every day and you're enjoying the process and you're enjoying finding out who you are and you have a good balance of like, you know, happiness and and sadness and sanity and work and relaxation. I I think that's a good, it's a good place to start. But oftentimes we tie it all up to these things that nobody will remember at the end of our life. Like sure. If you're a billionaire, I guess that's probably like kind of how is how they'll define you. But that's not who that person is. And when you look at it, I take your own life, right? Like I don't have any grandparents left. Like they're all dead. But when I, I look at if you go to their gravestones, you visit them, there's nothing written about, well, and, and, and especially for me, like how I think about them. Well, this is the kind of car my grandma drove. Well, my one grandma didn't drive a car. She rode a bike and <laughs> took a wagon behind her, her whole life. It's fucking crazy. Uh, even at, Yes, even in Minnesota during the wintertime. It's nuts. Badass. I know. My other grandma did drive a car. Uh, and my grand, my grandfather's obviously drove vehicles. I don't know what they drove. I don't think about it. I don't think about them as their job title. Like, oh, my grandpa was a firefighter. My grandpa was an accountant. That's not how I think about them. Mm-hmm. I don't think about here's the house they lived in. Here's how much money they I do think about like grandma's house. It's always something special and like warm and memories. But not like how I much. Know. But here's, here's the question though. 
and what you don't think about how much your grandma's house cost no what or kind, what it looks like what kind of countertops did she have it's the feeling you get being there and it's only in the time but spent. if she wasn't there would there be mm-hmm. any feeling and that's what i'm saying like we get so wrapped up in this well this is what matters and i'm not saying your career doesn't matter but that's not how your kids your wife your friends and family will remember you it, it just isn't and if you all you have to do is reverse engineer the closest people in your life and say well yeah, like my dad drove a truck for 33 years, but I'm like, that's not who he is to me. He's not a truck driver. He's your dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's really weird how we kind of get just really wrapped up in that. And I, I use that example because to me, that's the most, it's the most enlightening one that really shows you, okay, like I, again, it's I'm, powerful for sure. I'm guilty of it too. Um, just like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. But if you can start to understand that and know that there's Be aware. More, there's more to life than just quote unquote crushing it and being successful and making it and wherever you want to draw that line, that's up to you guys. Uh, we just hopefully share some tactical tips to kind of help you along the way. Yeah, I think it was good. Uh, hopefully it was helpful. The only other thing I'll say, like when I go through these, as I have these short lists, if you're going to... Like some quick takeaways. Like one is just changing your focus for sure. And all I'm saying is changing your focus on to not just achievement and status. If that makes you happy, great. But if it doesn't, focus on happiness. Focus on what will bring you the most happiness, not just on vacations, even though vacation, Heather, is great, but every single day. Like to enjoy your Tuesday afternoon to enjoy your Thursday morning, those things. Number two, your success in this is, is going to be a team sport. More than likely, you're going to find a husband or wife or somebody and you got to get on the same page. Because if Heather was not similar to me, in a lot of ways, this wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. It'd just be impossible. Like you can't be just like me, but if you were a lazy ass, this would not, No, I couldn't take it. And if you also worked the exact same way I did, this wouldn't work. So we have to have a, we have to have a dialogue. The other thing I, I would say to you guys is just the last one. No matter what you're going to do um, for work, the balance of it, you have to be a fountain to people and not a drain. And this doesn't this is not just at work. This is in your personal life too. And a lot of people do this. They give their work everything, which we've talked about. And then they come home and they have no energy, but they actually bitch and whine and complain and they're stressed. And then they're not just not present at home. They're a drain at home to their wife, to their husband, to their kids and to everybody else around them. Because that work is not just stealing from them while they're there. It's turning them into a different person when they're at home. And to the most important people they should be showing up for. And my take would be this, and we've talked about this before, uh, and I've been guilty of it too, where I'm an asshole at home and you're very similar, uh, <laughs> where you, you, you're awesome at, like you're on a work call and you're perfect and you're friendly and you're nice <laughs> and you hang up the phone and you talk to me like, like you want to murder me. And I'm like, what did I, what did I do? I just got home. Like what, I literally haven't been here and you, and then like you hang up and it's like this one version of Heather hangs up and then this other version comes out of your office. And I'm like, what, what is going yeah, on here? So true. And so then because you get and I'm not saying like don't do that at your work either like they'll fire you I go but you can't 
do that and then be this whole complete other thing and then just bitch and whine and complain and steal from everyone else around you. It's like you're sucking out all their positive energy so you can give it to something else. You have to find a balance there somewhere. And that's where it comes with you guys setting boundaries and just having this open line of communication Um, in terms of like how you work and what you guys want to achieve, whether it's as a couple or obviously as an individual. Well said. Easy money. Um, if you guys have any questions, uh, as always, hit us up. I probably will not get back on the podcast until, what is that, the 8th, I believe, of October here, because that's about a week from now. We'll be in San Diego, living the dream for a couple of days, enjoying the beach, which would be nice. Uh, again, our intermittent fasting for fat loss program, you guys, is kicking off in six days. If you want a podcast discount code, hit me up. I'm happy to send it. Uh, we can make it a little bit easier for you. It'll be fun. The workouts will be great. We'll walk through eating protocols. If you're looking to, for something to kind of jumpstart, you know, fat loss, get an education on fasting, and then just, you know, uh, harass me with questions, this would be something I would jump into. It's fun. Uh, I've been eating this way for way over a decade now, and I, it's one of the reasons I am this healthy and, uh, and this happy, and I can feel uh, this productive. It's not for everyone. But it definitely has helped me a ton. And then obviously, I'm going to put all the sponsors of the podcast in the show notes. Athletic Greens, Beam, Joey's Hot Sauce, uh, Kettle and Fire, as well as my homies at JLab Pro. And again, if you guys do want a free supplement guide or a smoothie guides, or if you're not in our email newsletter list, hit me up. I send out at least three emails every week, and I've done that for the last 13 years. And this week, I think you're going to get six emails because we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe here. Thanks, Heather. Thanks for having me. That was great. Um, So, yeah, if you guys need something, obviously hit us up. If you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, don't be a lazy ass. Drop it a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And then share this with a friend or family member if you know that they could use a little little comedy uh, of me talking about my boners at age 13. And then uh, any tips to kind of make work life uh, a little bit less stressful and a little bit more helpful for somebody who works for themselves. And then, obviously, Heather, who works in corporate America, but also helps me. Uh, with this crazy life here. So thank you guys as always. Thank you. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.